Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan presents Football at Four. Here's The Drive. Z-Mac and Nishan Moreno as we roll through it. Broncos had a pretty light practice today, nothing significant. They have um, the Labor Day weekend basically off from tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. No, Sean, mandated by the NFL, so the NFL goes into a, a bit of a shutdown. So you just recharge your batteries, and then you're back at work on Monday. Labor Day, the, uh, the Broncos get going, so no rest there. But they do have this weekend off. And you've got your roster set, which includes... Four undrafted guys, three active receivers, uh, and and here we go. Overall, how do you feel about the Broncos? And then we'll we'll get to some. But overall, how do you feel about the Broncos? Uh, the same way I felt last year, pretty much. Uh, it's a lot of moving pieces this year and last year, same way, with new coaches, new players, this and that. So I feel the same way where it's like I'm not expecting much from them. But I'm expecting them to go out there and at least compete, especially on that defensive side. I think just like years past, that that defense is uh, the life of this this team. And they kind of uh, they hold us down pretty much. So I just uh, same same thing as last year, you know, around eight wins. Well, it certainly wasn't an eight-win team last year. Well, that's what I was expecting. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, the, the same thing you were expecting. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, not expecting much, though. So eight wins, um, what will hold them back if it's only eight wins? I will say probably injuries mostly and uh, just not executing and winning those close games. Last year, so many close games that they didn't win. If it's eight wins, close games, couple close losses, what would you expect after you get a year under your belt with Sean Payne and Russell Wilson? Because I assume with eight wins, you're going to have Russell Wilson back, correct? Right. Yeah. yeah, I see that. What do you think? Yeah. Eight wins, yeah. Well, there's a big there's again. a big decision on Russell Wilson spring of next year, and if you have him back, you're guaranteeing thirty seven million in twenty twenty five, not just his mm. 20, 2024 roster spot, the thirty seven million in twenty twenty five. Or we can just tank this season, man. Go get my go get my guy Brock Bowers, tight end. Is that your guy? <laughs> a tight end, tight end, man. Brock Bowers. We're gonna we're gonna tank the season for a tight end. Yeah, go pick him up. One of the best college tight ends. Probably to ever do it. He's he's gonna be up there. It's only the second year. Well, no, Sean. Yeah. No, Sean, I'm, I'm 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 having a heart attack right here. How high in the draft do you think you got to be to get Brock Bowers? Yeah, how high do you have to be? Probably somewhere in the <laughs> fifteen and up. Oh, okay, well you don't have to tank the season for that. What? That's around what seven wins, right? Seven well, six. Okay, tanking the season. That's not tanking the season. Oh, you are talking about like number one? Pick tank. Well, tanking the season is you. Well, I shoot. Mean, if that was the case, if they did that, you know who they're going to go with. Who? Who? Quarterback? Who? Who do you think? Oh, well, I would hope it's Caleb Williams. Thank you. Yeah. But it could be Drake May, and I don't know the yeah, other I would guys. Go Caleb, probably. The, I, I, listen. All right, I'm having a heart attack here. <laughs> Caleb Williams will be the first guy off the board. That's right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Some team that. will stink. I think it's going to be Arizona. And I think they're just going to go all the way for Caleb Williams. Gotcha. That, to think that that's in the Broncos? No, no, no. I mean, seriously, I've I've got palpitations like just thinking that that would be the case. (laughs) I I think they're settled in. I think they're settled in in Houston, but they don't need a quarterback. And I think they're settled in in Arizona to have that sort of season. I think they're amping up for it. I think they're kind of counting on it. 
because I don't think they can count on Kyler Murray to be back, and they want to have that sort of ammo. Yep. The Broncos. And listen, there'll be, uh, there'll be a couple of other quarterbacks that present themselves, but here we go. So here's the concept. 303-713-1043. Let's get this going. What are your the five top things you're worried about? Like, if, if you just had to break it down, five, four, three, two, one, what would bother you or are you concerned the most about with the Denver Broncos? We can just spitball some things right here, but just give me something, and then we can maybe rank them in a second. Okay. 303-713-1043, what are your five mm-hmm. things? Just list off what, what, what has you worried. I mean, just thinking off the top of my head right, right away is, can Russell hold up? You know, he got injured and banged up a little bit last year. Um, so the first thing I think about is like, all right, is he going to be healthy enough to finish this season? And then secondly, right after that, I'm thinking, all right, well, is the O-line going to be healthy enough and prepared to protect him? So those two go like hand in hand for me is like, you know, can Russell hold up and be productive throughout the whole season? And can that line really protect him? Because in that pre in the preseason games, man, he was getting a lot of pressure. Man, he hit the ground way too many times for me in preseason. Was that because of uh, lack of, you don't know? Have no idea why it was. It wasn't like they don't know what they're doing, right? And these are all the starters playing, correct? When you look at the offensive line, then what do you see out of the Broncos? I see, I see they're going to have to toughen up a little bit, man. The, yeah, man. Especially in preseason, I don't never want to see my quarterback on the ground. You should try to take some pride in that. What, so, were you, what were you seeing that they were missing? They just weren't holding up long enough. And some of the in the, some of the games I watched, it was just like, all right, they're not holding up, holding holding up long enough. Maybe Russell's maybe holding the ball too long. Who knows? But at the same time, I don't want my quarterback on the ground. And then some sometimes they're just letting guys straight through. And I don't know if that's the running backs guy or what what the case may be. But it was too many times where I turned it on and I'm like, well, dang, Russell Russell got smacked right there, or he's on the ground again. What do you think of Garrett Bowles? I haven't watched him, but, but like. Particularly, mm-hmm. like, specifically, I guess. Okay. Um, but just as as a whole, I think they can get it done. They're decent. I'll, I'll rate them maybe a C plus. Okay. So what does it take for an offensive line to play together, to play better together? See, that's something you got to ask. Oh, but it takes. Uh, <laughs> it, it, well, you were running through them for your whole life. I mean, you saw you saw what was working, what wasn't working. Yeah, they didn't like when I was running behind them. Sometimes I, cause I would run straight you into, run, into them. Yes. If, it, no, if there's no hole there. What do you want me to do? Stand back here, take the loss, and then now coach is on me like you just took a, a yard loss, two yard loss. All right, no, no, no. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna make a hole. <laughs> you so know? you're gonna run through them no matter what. Yeah, and you know I understand that they didn't like that, but get moving, big boys. Okay, so the offensive line are they healthy, sticking together? Russ holds yeah. up after injury. Why just injury for Russ? Why not just Russ in, in particular? I think he can get it done. I, I feel like he's still talented enough. And now we got Peyton in here that's putting that game plan together, putting him in better situations. And it seemed like he was on target and on pace and on on his reads in these preseason games. And I didn't see anything crazy with his throws like I saw last year. It was just more so, okay, he's on the ground again. I don't understand that. All right, let's go to my guy, Justin. You're on the fan. What are the top five things? Uh, what are What's on your list? What are you worried about with the Broncos? Yeah, yeah. For me, um, probably really easy to say after last year, but um, thing I'm looking for this year is obviously yeah, for them to just stay competitive in games. I'd like to just see how many games, you know, are one score. And, and yeah, you just got a, you got a chance in the fourth. And um, 
but late game management, I think, is something um, that they that the fans should really be looking at. Um, how you're either one, I don't even necessarily think early in the season it's about the wins and losses. It's how, how in those late game scenarios you're performing. Is it you know trashy penalties that's getting you caught up? Um, whatever it is, Break, breakdowns in the secondary. Um, but that's what I'm looking for for them to when it when it, when the game matters for them to be dialed in um, and just look more like a a complete football team. Appreciate it, Justin. And yeah, Thanks. it was it was a disaster. Just in terms of how things work, this is a big thing about having Sean Payne here. 303-713-1043. Here it is. It's set. What what concerns you? Where's your head at with it? What is your top five? This is the drive of the fan. It's the drive on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Why you want to tell me how to live my life? Hey, KJ, I just got to tell you something. What just happened there? Off the air, man. No, Sean was checking out my caps. <laughs> oh, well, um, he's, uh, uh, um, yeah. well, I don't know if he's checking them out. Oh, okay, but I was about to say, we, we, got we were just getting into, there? like, cycling stuff. And, oh, you know, okay. I get the bike here. And uh, yeah, usually the guys that ride the bike and guys that ride, they have big calves. Yo, I definitely would agree. Right? So I had to check them. I mean, it's better than you thought it was going to be, right? Yeah. Right, because you had some definition in there. Right. We're not talking upper body. We're just, we're going low. That's that's where we should uh, stay with me. Uh, let's go out to uh, Andy. We're listing uh, the top five worries, things you're concerned about when it comes to the Broncos. What do you got, Andy? Hey, DMAC. Thanks for getting me on. Um, this is more kind of a more simple thing, but let's guess how uh, I'm worried about the potential of, like, just how boring this offense could be. I don't think it is, and, like, that's a big, like, uh, thing that I'm looking forward, like, not to be having is such a vanilla offense where, like, finally we might have this year where, you know, throws are going to be made, you know, down middle of the field, bigger runs, you know, guys like Jaleel McLaughlin potentially being, like, a, a secret weapon to, to make this offense a lot more exciting. So I think it's more of a general thing, but my biggest worry is gets another year of just a vanilla I appreciate it. Oh, oh, thank you, Andy. I appreciate you breaking up a little bit. I I know, Sean, what do you see for points per game from this Broncos offense? What are you you looking at? Well, shoot, Andy, that starts with Russ for sure. Mm -hmm. I agree with him. Um, Points per game? Yep. You know, did I write that down? I did write that down there somewhere. Scoring, yeah. Can you keep – I said, can you keep up with the other teams when it comes to scoring? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same. Maybe maybe 20. (laughs) Maybe 20. Yeah. Well, sixteen point nine last year, maybe yeah. twenty. Yeah, maybe maybe a twenty piece. Man, I mean well, that, that's that, wide, good. that wide receiver room is so thin. <laughs> yes, it is. And I'm, I put that in my notes. How how deep is that? That's what concerns me. That that wide receiver room is not deep. One person who goes down, knock on wood. Man, it's gonna be tough in there. Ah, got to stand up again. Where do you think the? Uh, I'm looking just looking at some of the text. The kicking game probably going to cost us a couple of games. The Broncos bring in Will Lutz. They bring in a kicker nobody's ever seen. He has been now at practice a couple days. <laughs> this is a kicker we just do not know at all. Where's a kicker on your concern? I'm not worried about the kicker. I mean, that's the least I think of my worries. He's all kicking right. the ball. So we're putting that at so five better. or even deeper? Yeah, because, I mean, listen, I mean, he hasn't had uh, uh, some great years Leaning up to now, yeah, he's been injured and all this stuff, but he's, he's just kicking the ball. Go to that, go out there and kick the rock. Yeah, we're in altitude. It should help you a little bit. Sean Payne seems to like him. All right. 
On the uh, Ramoslaw.com text line, DMAC major concerns that we now have zero offense. Tight end playmakers with Albert O gone. We need points and bad decisions. Was it a bad idea to get rid of Albert O? Did you lose? I mean, I, I saw he seems like a good dude. This Nate Atkins guy. Don't know much about him. He used to be an offensive lineman in high school, so I, I guess he made the team as an undrafted free agent. As a blocker, I guess that what that's what they want more. How concerned are you that Alberto is not on this team? Not super concerned. Um, that Adam do look decent. Still got Greg Dolchich, um that can catch the rock and do some good things in the passing game. So, nah, not super concerned. But we don't have that that Julius Thomas. That you know what I mean. That not we don't have that kind of what tight was, end. What was Julius Thomas like? He was just a threat, definitely in that passing game. You know what I'm saying? He's a threat especially in the red zone, go out there and catch all those rocks. And he was really, actually pretty surprisingly good at running routes, too. You know okay. So, yeah. Is Greg Delsage that guy for the Broncos? He's going to have to be, yeah. Yeah. And he showed that. He showed it last year. But it takes some time for just tight ends, man. We, we talked about this months ago about it takes a little bit of time for a tight end to get into that groove and to have a really, really good season. I mean, even some of the why, greats. Why would it take time? It does. It just does. I don't know why. You look at some of the greats. Look at, like, the Shannon Sharps, the, the, the Tony Gonzalez's, those people. Like, they weren't, like, world beaters their first, second year. It took them a little time. I, I'm kind of confused why. Running, running backs are right away. Receivers are right away. This is a lot going on with the tight ends, man. They got, <laughs> I mean, for real, they got a block. They got, you know, catch the ball and, and this and that. I mean... Just like the receivers do, but I don't know for some reason it, it just takes a little bit more time for those tight ends to get in the groove. Nick B in Arvada, top five concerns: um, quarterback, offensive line, and definitely depth. Well, okay, so where are we with Russell Wilson? You said you're worried about holding up through injury. Do you think it's it's a a trickier spot for him because he's in different shape? You think he's going to be running around a little bit more? He's going to be putting himself in a, a worse position. I could see him running around more, but every time I see him run, I'm like, please slide or just don't run. I just feel like he's just too fragile. Um, he had a couple of like, concussion last year. It's just like, I don't like to see him run. And I know he can, right? And they might put him in different positions to run in different situations, but I just don't like to see him run for some reason. On the text line, why don't they bring in a guy like Jarvis Landry or someone like that? I would have loved to have Jar- Jarvis. Okay. Fiery dude. Dude you can put in the slot. He brings that energy to your team. I like Jarvis. You don't think he's uh, old, washed up, that sort of thing? No. Okay. No. So why aren't they moving on Jarvis Landry? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know anything anymore when it comes to why they're making these certain moves. They should. I would love a little Jarvis Landry out here. Like I said, I mean, he's a great side, slot player. Now you got a weekend to think about him, man. I mean, yeah. You got in the, block, in, the, in the run game. You can bring him in. You can try him out. You can do all sorts of things. Okay. The tricky part here, too, is this roster manipulation with guaranteed contracts. It is a little weird. They have this rule where if you're on the team at the beginning of the year for that first game, that contract gets guaranteed. And some of the veterans have, you know, bigger money guarantees. It's a little bit of roster manipulation if you can get through the first week and then you can put guys veterans on the team that don't have the money guaranteed for the entire year. Mm. So it's a, it's a sneaky little way if you can survive the first week to get through it 
so that you don't have to guarantee a bunch of contracts for guys that you're not sure if they're going to work out. Like, they bring in Sills. They don't know. They're not sure about them. They bring in Dorsett. They don't know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. So the trick, this is weird. You, You keep these vets on the practice squad. You keep them around. You survive week one, and then here we go. Jarvis Landry would sort of be the same thing. You might not know. So this is another interesting part of the NFL, no, Sean, that you have to kind of get through this first week before you really maybe set your entire lineup. So you're still not done <laughs> with what with, with the roster's going to be because you can min- manipulate things even further down the line. Yeah, well... We're going to see. I mean, I wish it was it just that we had a little more depth. If those guys weren't injured, you know what I mean, we wouldn't be talking about this. We wouldn't have no problems at that position. But since we're so thin right now, then maybe they're going to just have to go in with three. Guys, quit saying Julius Thomas. Julius wasn't even orange Julius after he left for Jacksonville. Julius was fire. But when uh, Peyton Manning wasn't throwing the ball, he was nobody. He still scored 12, I think. Uh, yeah, Julius... He, was, uh, he still scored 12 touchdowns. With Jacksonville? Uh, I don't know if it was in one season, but yeah. He had well, I mean, he had, he had 24 touchdowns That's in two years with the Broncos. That's I bad. do not remember what his production was after he left. But I'll tell you this, man. When I saw Julius Thomas beat Champ Bailey on a route in practice, in training camp, no, Sean, it was one of those moments that you just don't forget. Yeah, uh, it was surprisingly good at running routes. It was mind-blowing. But again, of course, you've got Peyton Manning. The Broncos have Russell Wilson. What are your top five concerns about the Broncos? I'll kill you with truth about it coming up next. I'm just an old truth teller. It's time for DMAC to kill you with truth. I want the truth. Tell the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Here on The Drive. Today is my wife's birthday. And she has stood by me for an absurd amount of time. We met when we were 19 and 18 years of age. And we're uh, 54 and 53. And we've been together that entire time. And I love her like nobody's business. And when you go up and down in terms of life, sometimes you just need somebody who believes in you and trusts in you. And what is amazing is that I found a person, without a doubt, that does. She happens to be a fan of mine, which is crazy. I say to her all the time, like, what is it? Why? And she just keeps coming back year after year. So to to, to Kimberly Ann Alleman, who's uh, been Kimberly McKee for a long time, I don't know why, but man, am I glad. And that's what I think true sports fans are all about, too. Sometimes you do not know why you keep coming back. And I think the truth is, man, have the Broncos pressed us. But you know what? We're in a marriage. We're in a marriage with these Broncos. And sometimes you have your ups and downs. Sometimes you have your fights. But when, you, when it's time to start a new season, you know, you kiss and make up. And then the great thing about renewing your vows, which is what we do as sports fans every year, is that a new season begins. And you think of that relationship with all the joy and heartfelt energy that should start any relationship. And even if you have to start a brand new relationship, you go into the season hoping for the best. So I want to say to the Denver Broncos and their fans, will you marry me once again this year? My wife surprised me with the renewal of our vows in Las Vegas. It meant the world to me 
in front of my two adult children. I'm renewing my vows with the Denver Broncos, and I might be a fool for doing so. Because seriously, look at this face. But Broncos, will you marry me this year as a fan as we start a new year? And I'm going to take the answer is yes. So there's no reason as we worry about certain things, and that's fair because who knows who's going to blow all the money in a marriage relationship. We're going to make mistakes. But at the end of the day, I forgive you and I love you, and we're moving on. And no, Sean, that is the truth with I feel a long-term relationship with the Denver Broncos. I love it. You were getting teared up a little bit, I felt like. Well, my wife really is. Uh, her birthday <laughs> really is. Yeah, today. happy birthday. i got to tell you something, too, on a, on a personal note, too. A buddy of mine who I hadn't talked to in a minute. Uh, now I mm-hmm. now I might get choked up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he just found out some just awful, awful news. And I called him kind of on a whim. Um, just, I hadn't talked to him in a minute. And I called him. It's just a, a tough time, a real tough time. And uh, I'm glad I called him and I talked to him. And even though we hadn't talked in a minute, it, it felt good. But he he's he's going through something. I mean, like right now, that's brutally difficult. Um, so it did give me pause, no, Sean. That hey, man, it's just sports at the end of the day. <laughs> And that, hey, uh, we we treat it, we're, we take it seriously and have fun with it. Um, but at the end of the, you know what was great too? We, we had a very deep conversation, a very, very deep conversation. I mean, it was uh, tears and, you know, vows to stay closer together and all that sort of stuff and, and plans to, you know, look out, you know, and support each other as time goes. But you know when we kind of got through with that, you know what we talked about? <laughs> some sports. Yeah, man. Yeah, we just went through some things. Yeah. And we just went through things and sports. And, you know, we were into that conversation. And all of a sudden, it was, it was, it was as if we had, you know, last time we talked was five minutes ago. You say the camaraderie of the locker room is what you miss. And I, I've heard that 10 million times. I've heard that all the time. Sometimes you got to, you know... Circle the wagons in your own relationship and, and make sure those and, and those that are near you and dear to you, you, you just touch base with. Yep. And, you know, relationships aren't perfect. People make mistakes. And you know what I think a couple of the most powerful words are? I'm sorry. I'm not perfect. I'm sorry. I make mistakes. And then it's I think things can come back together relatively quick. Yeah. So, um Seriously, my wife like tells me that she's still into me, and I, I just can't. I I really can't believe it. I mean, I, I I don't know what is wrong with her, but she is she is uh, the best. Yeah. And my buddy who's going some through some tough, um, there for you. Yeah, appreciate there you sharing you. that. That was nice. Yeah, man, yeah. it's um you almost got me for a second. Huh? You, you it's, it's, you've been through some tragedy it's, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Everyone was going through something, and yeah, not too long ago, putty my passed away, and I was like. I've roomed with, and I was like, man, I need to call my other buddy that I was really close with. What is he going through? You know, everyone's going through something. So, yeah, if you ever just think about somebody, if you're thinking about them. Send them a text. Do something. Yeah, yeah man, it's, the text is the easiest thing. You can always call, but mm-hmm. seriously, if I, I, I agree. If you're just thinking about somebody, just, hey, how you doing? That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. And, you know, you pick it back up. But, man, I'm so happy for sports. Sports is just such a, a, a cool thing. 
Um, I, you know, I really was. I'm not lying. That volleyball stuff, I think that really, man, that had an impact on me last night. So I'm trying to think, like, with college sports, like, it's so easy to go negative and think about how corrupt my, things might be. And I was trying to figure out in that volleyball game, what is wrong with this? <laughs> and I, I could not think of a dang thing. I mean, was it for TV rights? No. Uh, was it, you know, some sort of, like, weird way to make some money in a strange way? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, you just sold an event if they want to sell beer and parking. I mean, go for it. Were the girls on the team, the young women on the team, were they recruited illegally or paid off or something? I mean, I kind of hope not. And there just was 92,000 people that got on the same page to just say, we love you, we love sports. It's damn powerful, man. Yeah. It's damn powerful. So um, I'm making up, you know, we got to make up with the, we got to make up with the Broncos, y'all. And let me tell you, we have been spoiled because of the, uh, the Nuggets and the Avalanche, no, Sean. Mm. I mean, spoiled. Because it is, it's it's easy to fall in love with the Nuggets. I mean, everybody's everybody's in love with the Nuggets now. This doesn't mean that you have to look at things and just say, "Oh, everything's going to be okay." There's no problems. Not be critical. I'm not saying that. But why don't you just embrace the good things when you when you got good things to embrace? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's 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 good things about this team. Yeah, yeah man. I, I just can't stop. I can't take my eyes off of the defense. Honestly. Right, so I, gonna, just, I just enjoyed it. I'm gonna flip. Are you guys? I'm gonna flip the script. Uh oh. I'm gonna flip the script. You ready for this? I'm, I'm bracing myself. What are the top five things you're excited about with the Broncos? Ooh. I'm flipping the script. It might be hard to get five. <laughs> Come on! But, but Come on, man! I have some. All right, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna challenge y'all on this day, the last day of August, and you feel like, hey, is summer over? The summer's over this weekend, right? Got through another summer, man. Got through another August. That's why my wife's birthday is, uh, you know, it's always the end of summer. That's a tricky reminder. <laughs> but what are the five things? I'm flipping the script. 303-713-1043. Let's get to the positive side of things. Let's fall back in love with the Broncos. What has you the most excited? Are you, you're challenged to think of five? I should be able to come. All right, I'm, I'm I want your top five when we come back. You got to give me five things you're excited about. Five things that fire you up about the Broncos. You can do it. I know you can do it. We can all do it. Five things 303 713 1043. Call or text. Love to hear from you. 303 713 1043. This is the drive on the fan. So many losing hope in those dreams. Jack Harlow. Yeah, it's a profession, man. It's not all that, uh, you know, guns killing, all this, you know. No, man, that's this, how some of the rap can be. This, you know, this, is this dude has, hey, man, 
He's about as big as you get. I mean, he's in a, he's a TV star. He's in the reboot of White Men Can't Jump. He's a gargantuan pop star. Sells out shows and. Man, he's having a moment, right? That he's reflecting on here. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. Jack Harlow is he's he's different, man. But and I is. think No Sun summed it up perfectly. He's a he's refreshing to this generation, man. Man, it's I, I love Jack Harlow and and this tune itself is it over? I'm listening to that. It's a short song. It's only it's less. I think it's like less than three minutes long. Yeah, but you got to go see this video, man. It's all about Denver. And and then he goes up to Colorado somewhere and he's 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 singing next to a mountain goat. And the mountain goats are, that is not a stage mountain goat. The mountain goats, no, Sean, are just up there on the mountains. <laughs> the mount, no, they, stop. Oh, you, you think I'm joking? You think I'm joking? Well, I got to take you up to a 14er. I can take you up to, to Mount Evans. You can drive almost all the way to the top of 14, and we're going to see mountain goats. Just around. Yeah, yes. Huh. Yeah, man, mountain goats. KJ, you seen it? Before? KJ hasn't been past that. Oh, I got Springs. it. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, right? Dude, I am telling you in that video. What do you think they drove a mountain goat up to fourteen thousand feet for the Jack Harlow video? <laughs> do you think they did that, or do you think the goats were just there? Oh, well, I promise you. Listen, the the goats. You know where certain goats are on these mountains. You know where they are. Now these are not bighorn sheep. I wouldn't mess with a bighorn sheep. Big orange, and there's plenty of them around too. The mountain goats are just—they just—they're just—they're—they're relatively big. They're like a big dog. The mountain goats, and then you got the marmots, which are—do you know what a marmot is? No. A a marmot is like a groundhog that lives over twelve thousand at twelve over twelve thousand feet, digs up little holes. So you got marmots and mountain goats that live over the elevation of the trees. Colorado, yo, telling you, (laughs) I'm telling you. I love that song, man. I love that song. So I'm watching that song. Dude, I did not realize, because it's like there's good times. There's, I mean, I think it's down like a Shotgun Willies or something. I mean, there's a minute of like other stuff there in Glendale. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, that was a good little portion right now. I was like, hey, man, Glen- <laughs> Glendale in the house. So <laughs> there's a little moment of that. But then he's driving up a mountain road next to a mountain goat. <laughs> it's like he went right from good times, like in Cap Hill, to, to mountain goats. I loved it. I loved it. And you know who's in there, man? You know who drops? There's Jamal Murray. Mm. I'm like, whoa. Did that catch you by surprise when you saw it the first time? Honestly, it did, man, because I was like, gosh, man, the Nuggets are, they're, 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 they're starting to get creme de la creme type treatment now. Did you see the picture of, uh, of uh, Jack Harlow with Tyler Harrow? Yeah, well, okay. He's it's okay. He's he's on the right side it's now. His top song that he's ever made is called Tyler Hero. I know, so you get it. But he's on the right side now. He's got Jamal in this one. There you go. They, Jamal went to Kentucky. Harlow's from Kentucky. You know, they they they've been buds. So to see Jamal just drop in, in I, I, again, the song is a little reflective and kind of sad and sort of you know whatever. So I'm not trying to pump it up like it's not a fire up song. But I was fired up watching like Mountain Goats, Good Times, Glendale, Jamal Murray. It's like the greatest video of all time. So enjoy it. Thank you, KJ, man. That That's awesome. I'm putting, I'm putting that on the ride home. I'm putting that on replay. Got to, man. Uh, that's my, a good song right On the right ride there. home over damn road. I, I listened to JT. I should. I was going to take a picture of you. Of me riding next to uh, uh, Cherry Creek on the bike uh, to uh, some mirrors, man. You should. I should. I'll do it with Jack Harlow tonight. Okay. I'll get, I'll get on the road. I'll, I'll throw you some Harlow. I'll, I'll show... Uh, not that you need to look at me in tight pants, but, you know. <laughs> All 
I, what I was also doing there, no, Sean, is giving you some time. Oh, dang. Because I've never taken advantage, but no. That's all right. <laughs> so I want to uh, stay positive. I want to stay in a positive tip. And by the way, thanks to a lot of people on the text line. I hear you. I see you. I'm glad that we can relate stories. We can touch base on things, man. That's good. It makes me feel good to have a positive impact with some of the things that you're saying. I appreciate it. In terms of the Broncos and staying positive, what are the five things you're looking forward to the most? Come on, man. Give me some good stuff. Yeah, Give me things that you regular, like. Just the regular, man. I'm, I mean, I'm happy for this head coach and his experience. Where are you putting him of one through five? Let's rank I'm that. Probably, oh, should I rank it? Sure. I'm probably the most excited about that one, so number one. Number one, Sean right. Payne. Yeah, getting a coach with his experience and his track record, bringing the culture that we kind of need here at the, for the Broncos and – I'm excited for that, and I want to see what that, how that translates out on the field with the players. So that was number one. Sean Payton's changed a lot of things. He's put people on eggshells around the building, but this is a part of a culture shift. It's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. They've gotten themselves in this situation because you've had six straight losing seasons. You had an embarrassment last year. You've given up massive value for Russell Wilson, and you just did not get the bang for your buck. Yep. I'm the most excited about Sean Payton, too. Okay. A match on that. Okay. And the reason why is I do trust that the decisions that will be made will be informed, smart decisions. Mm-hmm. They may not always work out. But right. do you trust Sean Payton to do the right thing based on the circumstances most of the time? Right. Yeah, I do. I do, too. I love that. What do you got? Either, you know, right, anywhere on your list. I would go, well, two, I would probably go to this defense, honestly. You know, uh, it looks like a lot of the guys are healthy. You know, Randy Gregory's back. Want to see what he can do on the outside. They added some new pieces with Frank and Zach on, on the uh, old, uh, D-line, on the ends there. So I'm really just excited for this defense to see how they can go out there and compete and keep us in games. And, you know, PS2 out there doing what his, his thing and, yeah, I want to see what they how they use Drew as well because I feel like he's a decent player, SEC player. Finally, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I want to see how they use him and how he can get in there and make some plays for this defense as well. So, so I'm gonna go defense. Okay. All right. What's number What's number three then? If we're going backwards a little bit here, or five, four, three. <laughs> Crap! What is three? I guess. Uh, I had to show some love to my back, man. Okay. I'm excited to see Javante Williams back. You know, I know he's probably going through some things where it's not he's not fully confident in that knee yet, right? But he's going to get his opportunities to go out there and ball out. And once he gets over that fear of, um, you know I mean, he's not hurting it, he's not fearful of getting injured or re-injuring it again, I think he, gonna, he's, he started off the season last year great. You know what I mean? I love the way he runs the rock. So I'm really excited to see him get back out there. I know he's excited to get back out there and finally, you know, help his team out out there on the field. So Javante Williams, I'm excited to see him back and doing what he loves and doing what he was doing, and that's running the ball hard. Okay. Got two more? Got any more love for anybody? This was just a weird one, but I'm happy that at least the first – not the first five, but they have five games at home. Mm. Um, for five games out of the first eight at home, and I think that that means a lot, man. You know, the the fans come out and rally behind that team, 
give them the spirit and the energy that they need to go out and compete. So I think that's a big deal for the Broncos, having those all those home games in the beginning, front-loaded. Okay, got one more. Uh, let's see. I'm excited to throw this little watch party I'm doing downtown. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what? For the, Bronco, for the Broncos game. What are you game. doing? What are you yeah, doing? I'm throwing a little, a little watch party for this first game. You know, so oh, I didn't you, know that. What not, are you doing? If you're not going to the game yeah. and, you know, you want to watch it downtown somewhere, I'm, I'm going to throw something at my high spirits. Okay. Um, you know, complimentary drink, get some barbecue, <laughs> come out, come and hang out. You know what I mean? So if you want to attend, go to my Instagram and, and sign up. Okay. All right. A little plug there. Plug myself. I, I, hey, I always appreciate the hustle. Plug my plug. That's, that's fine. So, hey, KJ and Drew, I just want to go over No Sean's list right here because, you know, there was something interesting. Uh, first of all, he's plugging himself in the wash party at five. Excited, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, four is uh, five out of eight games at home. That's cool. Uh, three is Javante Williams. Two is the defense. One is Sean Payton. Yeah. Yeah. You missing anything? Let me look. Nothing, nothing just jumping off the page at you? <laughs> Nothing else is jumping. I'm saying positive. Yes, yeah, positive. I'm saying positive. I saw someone on the text line was talking about we got that big screen TV at the at the stadium. The, big, the hey, new big screen. That, like, could, that right. could be positive. That's a positive. So wait, we did all this. Put a lot of thought to it. Am I am I missing something? Are you? I can't wait to hear yours then. If I, well, where's Russell Wilson? Oh, oh! I was missing the whole offense pretty much. <laughs> Well, listen, I, am, uh, I, am, I want to be positive. I do want to be positive. I do want to be positive. But that is really interesting that when we're trying to stay positive and what we're looking forward to, and I don't mean to go negative when I'm, right. I'm being Captain Sunshine here. That he's but not what, on there, right? Yeah, 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 kind of. Like, how does that not? What's your hesitation? It's not that I'm not, I guess I'm not excited. I just want, I'm, I'm keeping my, I'm keeping just my heart uh, <laughs> held tight. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm making sure I don't say something crazy where it's like, oh, man, he's going to go out there and throw for 30 touchdowns because I don't know. But I would love to see it, and I hope that happens, right? He just has to go out there and show me, me personally. He has to just go out and show me. And I know he's a good player, and that's why I'm excited about Sean Payton because I think he can get him going in the right direction. So, I don't know. Didn't make your list, though. He didn't KJ. make the list, though. KJ, didn't make the list. But what am I supposed to be excited about? Oh, I'm sorry, what? What am I supposed to be excited about? Really? About Russ? Yeah, what did he give me last year that I should be excited about this year? Just him personally. That he's in shape now? I mean, come on. That, that, no, come on. You don't care about that? No. Like, everybody's in shape. Did you see Ben Roethlisberger? Rock, ben, ben, ben Roethlisberger? Roethlisberger, yeah. He wasn't in the best and shape. I, I just got to keep it real. When I started covering uh, the NFL back in the 90s, hello, Jim Kelly, weird body. And then I saw John Elway, odd. Then I see Kyle Orton, oh my. <laughs> mashed potatoes. And then I'll tell you what the, the, the weird ones were. Were like uh, Brady Quinn. Bro, man, I was about to say, who has the best physique? And Dude, he's up there. BQ was, yeah. he was, he was in rare air. Uh, Tebow was Tebow, yoked yeah. up, but like Quinn looked like he could put on a, a Speedo and go walk down a, <laughs> right. walk down a runway. Yeah. Um, so. What about Sims? Sims and his little body. Little <laughs> Sims? Sims? We're going Sims? Sims kind of like. He had a better body than Peyton. 
Oh man, I don't want to. I don't want to be talking on Peyton. But I, we can't talk about Peyton. He gives us crap all the time. Well, you, you know, it was. Peyton. You know, it was. You don't have to be a swimsuit model to no. be a quarterback. No, you don't. So I mean, I'm not excited about that. That he's in shape now. Okay. Okay, I respect it. Hmm. I now you making it. me feel bad. I, mean, I, just I was trying to be Captain Sunshine. I told you. But it just is interesting if I said five things you're the most excited about, it doesn't jump off the page uh, that you're excited about, Russ. Mm-hmm. But I understand it. I understand it. Because your your point is, why exactly would I be excited about him? Like, what is it besides being in shape? You made your list? I haven't even done my list yet. But <laughs> okay, okay. I thought you were writing something down over there. I'm thinking about it.